Welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. And I'm Karen. We are a mother-daughter duo of mediums, medical intuitives, psychics, and energy healers offering personal sessions to clients all over the world. And this is our podcast. Coffee with the Sarlows is a platform to share the remarkable experiences of our clients and the messages that are channeled for them from the spirit world. These stories will make you laugh, some will make you cry, and some are certain to be an absolute butt-kicking with love. Our intent for this podcast is to gently and kindly challenge your beliefs, grow your empathy, and help you find pieces of your own self in each one of these individual stories. Before we jump into today's show, we have a few notes for our listeners. Karen and I have personal practices channeling for local and international clients. If the stories in these shows is something you'd like to experience, you can request your own personal session through our website, bysarlo.com. We also have gift certificates available if you wish to gift this experience to someone anywhere in the world. We have a second podcast series called Sips of Sanity. This series is your emotional and intuitive intelligence toolkit. We pick one topic every month and provide you with healthy tools for critical thinking and communication. This series airs the first week of every month. The first show is free and can be found on our website, your favorite podcast platform, or YouTube. The full series can be found on patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Patreon is our membership portal with a ton of monthly benefits for those of you seeking to grow your emotional and intuitive intelligence. Karen has a personal blog that explores the beauty and importance of intuitive gifts. There's a question and answer segment that addresses listeners' questions. As we mentioned, you can find the complete Sips of Sanity series here, along with handy habit trackers and great reflective questions to help you get the most from the shows. We provide you with guided journeys and music to enrich that experience, and we're running an emotionally intelligent, interactive book club. And for patrons in our top tier, each month we're putting your names into a draw for a free half-hour channeling session with Karen or myself. If you're interested in joining us, head over to patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Now, on to the show. Good morning, Kelly, and happy Saturday. Good morning, Karen. I have a little bit of a tough show this morning. Okay, I'll buckle up. (laughs) You're going to be wearing your therapist's hat today, I'm pretty sure. My unofficial one. (laughs) Yes, your unofficial one. (laughs) You're going to be drawing in on all of your coaching and psychology background, I think. That's that's fun for me. Yeah, and your life coaching. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's start. So first of all, you gave me a name. Yeah, you mentioned that you needed a male name, and we're choosing Yun. Yun. Okay, so Yun calls, and he asks me a simple question at the beginning of the session. He says, Karen, I I have a half-hour booking, and I really just want to ask you, what is going on at work? Hmm. And I said, okay, I said, I'm going to need a little bit of time to ask the guides, download the information, And then be able to give it to you channeling straight through, but also be able to answer some of your questions. So I just need a couple of minutes. Now, I thought that that was sort of an interesting thing where we hit a pause button in our show today. Because that really means I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, ever. (laughs) And it, it, it really means that I'm going to sit there and when the guides say go, I'm going to open my mouth and talk. But... They need a couple of minutes, sometimes seconds, um, to download it. And I just don't even know how to fully explain what that means. I'll try. It's going to be comical. 
I assume that if the guides need a minute, quote unquote, that it really means, okay, guys, on the other side, we need to calibrate this woman, this human body, to be able to take in all of this information rapidly and simultaneously, have her language center light up to understand how to convey it, and let's cross our fingers and hope she gets it right. (laughs) And we notice that she's crossed her fingers too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I like I like your version of it. And if I were um, more creative in a different kind of way in life, you know, like in a cartoony kind of way, um, or a writer of a show, I would imagine that some people listening to this might have a really humorous way of showing that kind of a download. Yeah, actually, there's a comic, I can't remember the name of it. Um, he writes like an alien comic strip. Oh. And he like the aliens are communicating with each other, but they're in they're on Earth. And so the way that things are explained and broken down or how the aliens are narrating their experience is so analytical and literal that it's it's humorous. I can't recall the name. I will find oh, it for right. everyone. Okay, I'd like it's to great. I wish we could collide into his universe. Yeah. <laughs> I also like often think in a really loving way that the guides are probably like, "All right, let's talk to these dumb shits." <laughs> because I just think they're so much smarter than us. They have it so much together. Oh god, these two again. Yeah, they have all the connections made and it's like, "All right, we got to dumb it down for these ones." And I'm just, but but I also think that they look at us lovingly like, okay, these two are really trying, <laughs> yeah. you know? They're slow, but they're trying. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that great yeah. interpretation. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Yun calls and he just asks that question. What's and then, work? pardon? What's up with work? Yes. And then they, I don't even know how to say it, that they explain that it all, all that information comes in, but here we go. So I said to him, okay, what's going on at work is, and I need validation, Yun, so you're going to have to work with me to make sure that I'm on the right track and I'm not giving you incorrect information. I want you to feel that you and I and the spirit world are all on the same page. And he goes, yeah, go ahead. So I said, well, I'm being told that in your work environment, you're struggling with a coworker who is um, a very mean person He lies and then tries to cover up his lies, or he will outright lie um, to a number of people so that there's so much confusion that nobody really knows what's going on. He will also withhold from you valuable information to get a job done so you don't do it right. And I said, so there's a, a ton of things that this person does to you that would fall under narcissistic behavior. Now, I'm not diagnosing, I'm saying it's narcissistic behavior. And he goes, well, if you're saying that's narcissistic behavior, he says, then I have to agree because that's how I've been treated. I think for some people, uh, well, pardon me, not for some people, I think it's also worth noting that this can be depressive behavior, straight up abusive behavior, behavior, pardon me, even though it's not necessarily narcissistic. Like there are many factors that could be involved. Ultimately, it's all about sabotage. Absolutely. And I said, you want to know if this person is aware of what they're doing? He goes, yeah, I do. I want to know. Is this intentional? Is this focused on me? Like, what's up? And I said, yes. I said, yes, it's a yes and a yes. 
It's focused intentionally on you. And yes, it is narcissistic behavior. And the person does know exactly what they're doing. And I said, they, this is a pattern in, the, in their life of being able to get what they want. And you were picked because of your desire to get along in the group and to be hardworking. And he goes, so my good qualities are why this person picked on me? And I said, absolutely. And I said, but what happened was you went over a period of time and came out of that people-pleasing stage you were in of wanting your, your coworkers and your bosses to like you and to see that you were a good worker so you'd get promoted. And you started coming out of that and you went in and you decided that you needed to speak to your manager about it. And you said, this is how this person was treating you and that there were concerns about this behavior. Yeah, I did. He says, so far, so good. Keep going. And I said, well, the guides are saying that while you did that, management came back and said that the plan of action would be to put you in therapy because you're having a hard time dealing with things at work. And he said, yes, that's exactly what they told me. He says, so now I'm in therapy. <laughs> and I said, is work paying for it? Yes. Score. <clears throat> they are paying for it, but they pick the therapist. Uh. And they know what they're doing. They have a therapist that knows how to keep his job. So the therapist understands when he shows up, because this therapist is seeing other employees, that, you know, I know you're probably coming in because you're going to talk about chill. You're probably going to talk about this person that is... Um, Chell is the name that we've chosen for the coworker. Sorry, that's right. Sorry, thanks, Kelly. You're probably here to talk about Chell, but doesn't say that, just waits to hear about the same problem, the same routine, is understanding that the employees get sent for therapy, but nothing occurs where Chell actually comes to therapy or, or management seeks... Um, their own therapy, <laughs> or their own tools to become managers. They don't, they're, they're, they're not qualified for their positions. Is this a small business? No. This is a company, like a large yep. corporation? Yep. So HR has a mess that they're not And they're up. coming into it next. They better. So this, this situation begins this way, and the manager sends him off to therapy and says, well, you know, it sounds like you're stressed, so just goes on the fact that you're stressed. Let's get you some help for your stress. So they come across this way of, well, let's support you and help you. And so Yun goes off then and goes to his doctor thinking, okay, I'm stressed. I better tell my doctor. And the doctor says, oh, okay. And I'll, I'll put you on a stress leave for a period of time. And you're in therapy, so you're doing something about it. That's good. The company is paying. They're supportive. And it looks like, okay, this is good. So at the first go of this, and I say the first go because there, be, there, there becomes many goes at that, mm. where um, Yun has to come back after going to therapy for a period of time and thinks, okay, um, I went to therapy and I got to talk about this. I didn't get any tools while I was there, but I got to talk. And they asked me about my marriage and they asked me about, you know, if I was sad and if I was depressed and blah, blah, blah about other things in my life. 
um, but not a whole lot about work, even though that's the problem. They tried to bring it back to, so what kind of childhood did you have? So this is what we call having someone in your back pocket. This is the company choosing the therapist. The therapist is in their back pocket because, as you, and you worded it, he knows how to keep his job. Yes. The in your back pocket means he knows who's paying him. He knows what to say and what line not to cross so that the manager who's doing the employing of him uh, doesn't feel crossed. You nailed it. Even if it's not the healthy thing for the actual uh, employees slash clients of his or patients. That's right. So then Yun goes back to work and I said, well, I said, you did all that and your doctor was super supportive and thought everything was good. And then it, it just occurs again. So you go back in after another couple of weeks or months and you're back in complaining again. And now your manager treats you a little coldly because like you're back. Like we sent you to therapy. So what's going on here? And he says, well, I went to therapy, but did you deal with him, with Chell? And there's no response. This is not about you. Or pardon me, this is not about Chell. I'll talk to Chell when I speak to Chell. Your, your talk to me is about what's going on and how I'm dealing with you. And he goes, that is very much the way the conversation went. And he says it never felt right because he was, all, I, every time I tried to say Chell is behaving this way, my manager shamed me into, well, we don't talk about other people here and we focus on your career and your job and what you think and where you're going in this company. Okay. So now hang on, two things are happening here and I want to break this down for listeners because I'm sure there are some people going, Jesus Christ, this is my work environment. So the first thing is management, as you mentioned, is unqualified or at the very least based on our assumptions, because we haven't heard about their credentials in this show yet, they're behaving as though they're unqualified because they're not dealing with the actual issue. They're not doing their job as managers. The second thing is, and it's not an either or situation because both of these things are occurring at once, is rampant verbal abuse. Mm -hmm. So Yun brings up an actual problem and they are blocking as well as diverting, undermining, trivializing. They're running through the list of the 15 forms of verbal abuse to ensure that Yun has no chance of resolving the actual issue and subsequently, because of the of the um, forms of verbal abuse, feels shame. And shame stops us from taking healthy action. Yeah. Well, and the boss is going to stop him from taking any healthy action in the work environment. Yeah. They, they're just, they're putting shame on him. And that's going to be his own internal block eventually, because he'll keep trying to find out in, in himself what's wrong. So he heads back to therapy. And apparently a psychic. Eventually. To, but that's yeah. where I mean, like, okay, yes. I need to figure it out. I need help. I need someone to affirm that I'm not crazy because management won't do it for me. That's right. So now HR's called in. And HR comes in to this meeting because the manager's now angry with him that he's now gone back to his doctor. His doctor has said, okay thought that was going to work. Now you're more stressed than ever. And now I'm hearing that your your manager is actually being abusive and that your stress levels are doubly high. This went 
from bad to worse. So I'm going to put you on a longer leave of absence, which then enrages the manager because now I've got this employee who now he sees as a problem employee. So he's made Yun in his mind into his problem employee instead of chill. Yeah. And and the worst part about, well, actually, I'm going to refer back to the very beginning of this podcast where the aliens were referring to the humans, like these dumbasses, where <laughs> these ridiculous managers think, oh, I'll just avoid the actual problem, not realizing, because I'm not good at business or management, that I'm going to create more costly problems for myself yes. by not dealing with the actual problem, because now all these employees are on stress leaves or believe they have depression because of chull-like individuals. Correct. And the manager, let's call the manager dumbass. Oh, and, and CEOs should be called in at this point to remove management and chull. Right. This, okay, so you're just skipping a little bit ahead. That's my job. I just wanted to say that I wanted to call the manager dumbass instead of giving him a name. <laughs> Let's call him Chad. No. Okay. Dumbass. <laughs> so dumbass is exactly what you're describing and decides that he's going to victimize um, Yun. And put the company through all of these problems. And I love what you just said about the fact that corporate should be coming in and dealing with the manager, but it never goes that far. That's, that's he goes crazy to, to wait, me. I know. He goes and brings HR in because he now wants Yun to be dealt with when he comes back from his next sick leave. Of course. <laughs> so they've created their own problem here. Now HR comes in and speaks to dumbass without Yun being present to explain everything. Just just management sit there with HR. And dumbass explains everything in his own way so that HR sees Yun as the problem. They don't sit down with him to actually ask him how any of this began. They go in and write up in his file that he's the problem. And they write things like that he can't get along, that he's been on two leaves, that he's got other, he's seeing the therapist. They call the therapist and ask for information. And I know everybody listening is going to go, no, 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 no. Don't you tell us that they cross those boundaries. And the therapist gives basic information saying that he's been... He doesn't want to breach confidentiality, but that he's been coaching Yun in terms of his personal life as well. And there's confidentiality breached. Yeah, but say, thinking that he didn't do it because he didn't give any particulars. And so now they put some things down in his file that he's having problems with his marriage because they think your personal life means your marriage. So they write things down in the file about his, about his personal life that don't get um, are not validated by Yun at all. Sounds like everyone's unqualified that we've talked about so far. Yeah, absolutely. So Yun comes back from the sick leave into this cacophony, into this mess, and thinks, okay, so and and remember now. He's going to this therapist where he's not getting any tools to deal with any of that. So he's sitting in there going, I really don't know how this is really helping me. 
And he goes back to his physician and says, I'm going back to work. I'm, I'm in therapy, but I don't have any tools how to deal with anything. I'm just going back after I've been off on this leave. And the doctor says, well, go back and let me know how it goes and come back if you need to see me again. So Yana's like, okay, but I don't really know what for because I don't really like being on all of these sick leaves. I'm bored. I, I, I'd, I want to be at work. So he returns to work. And when he goes back to work, Chal sees everything that's going on and knows that he has won, that he just has to keep pushing it. He just has to keep irritating Yun and that eventually they're going to let him go. So he just goes at Yun again. And the other co-workers who could step in don't because they're relieved that it's not them and that it's Yun. They don't want to be in this position. They see the mess for what it is. They see that the manager's incompetent. They see that HR is incompetent. They see that HR and the therapist and the manager are all a team against the rest of the employees. So nobody's willing to step up for Yun when he approaches them and says, do, do any of you have any of these problems with Chell? And it's they just go, oh, no, he's great with us. So they are all enablers. Mm-hmm. We have co-workers who are all enablers of what I'm going to call narcissistic Chell. And then we have the managers who have their own narcissistic shit going and aren't are incompetent and are also enablers for Chell. And then we have an HR that is enabling Chell. So the entire group is. And I said, so can you... I, can I just pause for a second? Yeah. Can I ask, like, where was the validation that the managers, in fact, are narcissists? That's a great question, Kelly, and I cannot remember why that is, but I know I wrote it in my notes mm-hmm. that Chell is narcissistic and that so is the manager. So I'm just going to say that I'm referring to the notes, but I didn't go into any detail when I wrote that down. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, I'm sorry that I can't answer that in more detail for you. That's okay. I, I asked the question for listeners because, you know, narcissist is a massive word right now. It's obviously a huge issue all over the world. We see it constantly in the media. It's also overused and used uh, inappropriately a lot of the time. So I'm asking because you can have managers specifically who just are not good at their job. Yeah. And the easier thing to do is peg it on someone who puts up less of a fight yeah. or, or is seen as less of a threat. And so they can align themselves with the bully because it just feels easier. Right. I like that you're pointing that out to clarify, and I'm just going to move on after that. I think you did a a great job. I wanted to bring up another point here um, in that on the third time back, Yun is back here now in his third phase. And at that time, he goes into his own anger. He can't contain his anger anymore. There's not the proper help coming from therapy. There's not... Which um, would make you feel crazy in your own right. That's what I'm, yes. And so, and that's one of the reasons why he's calling, right? So he goes into feeling angry and he starts to do his own retaliation. He starts to yell back. 
he starts to, nope, you're going to cross the boundary. I'm just going to push it right back on your desk. If you're going to dump shit on mine or push over my paper tray, I'm just going to go to your your desk and I'm just going to put something down on your desk. So he, he starts to push back, but it's seen as, oh, he's in therapy and he's got some mental health issues. This is disgusting. It, 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 it totally is. But I think it very, I think enough people will be able to relate to it that you get pushed, you go on your stress leave, you go to therapy, you're trying to figure all of this out. And it's the, it's the narcissistic coworker that's running the whole show for the company. Really? And, and then you're, so you're just trying to do your job. Yeah. Eventually you lose your shit. Mm-hmm. Remember, he's going to therapy and he's not getting any tools either. So this came out in the session that he hit this point. And then at this point, the manager and HR come up to him and say, we're going to give you one more try. Of what? We're leave? writing you up. We're going to get you to go right back to therapy because they know therapy is going to do nothing. And then if you don't come back with a, a new attitude then you'll be, you're going to be dismissed because now they're documenting. And in putting that term out there that they're documenting, because HR and manager is literally writing out their own story. Mm-hmm. So the guides came in and told him all of that. And that took me a while. That took me a good 15 minutes out of his session. And he sat very patiently and listened and just would nod and give me, yep, yep, that's happening. I don't think the spirit guides gave me any misinformation whatsoever. And he, so he acknowledged it and then he goes, okay. And I said, so everything is correct so far? And he goes, yeah. And I said, I'll bet you want to know what the guides are telling you to do. And he goes, yes, I, I, I would like that. So the guide said to him, your company is giving you um, this opportunity to go to therapy and um, your doctor's going to be willing to put you on a longer sick leave. So go back to your doctor and explain what's occurred and what's going on in the whole pattern um, from start to finish. You could even write it up in a little one page synopsis and ask your doctor for a longer leave. And so they suggested that he ask for as long as he's willing to give him. So if the doctor says, you know, a month or three months or whatever, they told him, take it and use that period of time to find another job. Use that period of time to actually find a real therapist, someone that's actually going to help you deal with the abuse that you've been through Mm -hmm. and not try to gaslight you further. So the therapist participated in the gaslighting mm-hmm. and he now needs to go to a new therapist to say, I'm a little shy of therapy because I've been to therapy where the therapist gaslit me with my manager, with HR, with my company. And let them know what you've been through so that you really get good therapy this time. And that someone is going to actually address what needs to be done. You don't need to be abused by Chell, the co-workers that are the enablers who are in part of the abuse. They're, they're contributing to the abuse, the HR department and the manager. Mm-hmm. And that the guide said to him, you deserve to have a full career ahead of you where you thrive and where you love what you do so that you can be happy in your own skin 
that you um, grow in your career and that you take, you get your advancements. Mm-hmm. And you use your time in the healthiest way you possibly can. Don't have any intention of going back to continue because you're only going back to abuse. And at the end of that, he sat there and looked at me and went, I can't tell you what this half hour with you has done for me. It's pulled me out of my cloud in my mind of questioning what about me deserved this? Mm-hmm. Where my friend said, geez, I wonder why you attracted this to yourself. Spiritual abuse. Yes. He said, I, I just needed the clarity. I needed somebody and you're a complete stranger. But I had to find a stranger who could actually connect and give me the answers. Mm-hmm. And he says, I don't really want to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me to go. So this is going to be a big hurdle for me because I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. It's a personal story. And I don't know if, if you want to make room for that. And I just want to be mindful that you're telling Yun's story. Yes, Kelly, please offer whatever you can. Well, it, it would be for people to draw their own parallel or, or maybe just see it as an option for themselves if they want that. Um, I was... I don't even know if I'm allowed to say fortunate. Uh, I was working in an extremely toxic work environment at one point before I went full-time with all of this. Uh, they brought they brought on benefits for therapy, and I jumped on it immediately, knowing that management had no intention of fixing anything. It was very much like the situation that Yun is in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll say that we're a great company and offer these kinds of benefits, but we're never going to let we're never going to let the problem actually be dealt with. And surely the problem isn't going to seek the therapist either. So I went in first day that it was available and said, you graduated in psychology, so you did well in English. And she went, well, yeah, that was a weird connection. And I said, great, I'm going to spend the next five sessions that I'm allotted with you editing my resume and cover letter. And she was like... That's okay. great. She goes, you sure you don't want the like the therapy? And I went, oh, God, no, you can't fix that. Like that yeah. person has to be removed yeah. or go on their own stress leave to get way more intense therapy than an employee program can offer yeah. here in Ontario. It's called EAP. That can't be fixed in five sessions. And typically too, Kelly, correct me if I'm wrong here, they need therapy when they're as bad as Chell and as bad as this um, as that person, where they probably need like a psychologist as opposed to a, um, a social worker. Hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, I I'm sharing this story because I can absolutely relate to Yun in terms of having been bullied in the work environment by an employee slash coworker as well as management who mm-hmm. just didn't want to deal with it. Um, and, you know, the therapist was qualified for what the business had to offer, but it wasn't like you're mentioning. It was, she wasn't going mm-hmm. to be able to offer the tools to fix that behavior, mm-hmm. um, nor was any good tool I walked into the office with going to be of any use. Because as we say to people, especially on Sips of Sanity, you can have all the healthy tools in your back pocket. When you're dealing with someone as unhealthy as Chell, that's not a reflection of how good your tools are or how great you are at using them. That's a reflection of where they're at. 
So you've got to really figure out how you're going to deal with that reality. If you're going to keep internalizing, oh, I must not be using my tools right, or I'm going to do up my resume and cover letter and get the fuck out. Yeah. Perfect. Perfectly wrapped up, perfectly said. So the very end of of, um, Yin's session was that they validated for him that the best action here was for him to do the moving out of the company so that, and to keep an eye out that when he goes to a new company, that he has to see if management has the tools to actually be able to deal with things, or if there are rogue employees that are running the whole show instead of management. Mm-hmm. And he just loved that. He, he was so happy. And the other thing they said to him was that he was going to, if, if he chose to go to therapy the third time, and come back where they were ready to fire him. They were just getting ready to let him go. They wanted him to know that he was going back to get fired. Yeah. He wasn't going back to any change, as you said. They, their, their only change was get rid of him. And then when Chell decides to pick on the next employee, the next employee will be the next one to get fired as well. Cool. So I also want to say that if you are Yun in this story, do your research Instead of going into this with a defeatist perspective, which you'll go through that process of grief, seeing mm-hmm. that you're you're backed into a corner, and that's normal. But if you are going to sit there and go, okay, I'm going to do up the resume, cover letter, get out, do your research on the grounds for dismissal within your company, as well as what was the board you worked for, employee rights? Oh, in Ontario, it was Ministry of Labor. That's the one. Um, the reason I'm saying do your research is because like Yun, you may be put on a stress leave with pay and you may also be deserving of severance. Mm -hmm. And so if this company is going to treat you like this, put you through the ringer and jeopardize your career because they won't deal with their problem, why not lean on this system? Oh, 100%. Yeah. If the company can't clean up their act in a place that you could have stayed and been happy in your job, had had chull or chull-like individuals been removed, then take what you can so that you can work through applying for a job elsewhere slowly, gently, be kind to yourself, pace Mm -hmm. yourself so that it's not all one massive kind of um, high sense of urgency within a week situation. Mm Mm-hmm. He did ask a couple of other questions, Kelly, about like, if well, would it be beneficial if I went to my manager's boss? There were some other little things that he sought answers to in his session, like, is it worth it? And they said no. Great question. Because if you're just asking in terms of, okay, well, talk to me about the next chain of command. Mm-hmm. Would they be any healthier to catch this and, and penalize the right people? And you hear no, okay, my path is clear. Mm-hmm. He just, he just needed to know that, well, I think he needed several things in that session that he got. He needed to know that it was okay to go mm-hmm. and that there was no good fight there. <laughs> this is just all a dirty fight. Yeah. And I, I thought it was a good story to point out in, in a variety of ways here, how HR becomes enablers and abusers how a manager who is incompetent becomes an enabler and an abuser. Mm -hmm. And so do the other employees who think that they're just doing their job, that they think it's none of my business, but in reality, they are, they are enablers. Mm -hmm. They're part of the problem. Yep. 
So you were right. Tough show. Yeah. Especially for a Saturday morning. But you know what? I hope, you know, whatever position you're in as a listener today, if you've been through something like this and you got out uh, healthily, unhealthily, and you learned something and you're on the other side, great. Maybe this was validating for how far you've come. If you're in it and you haven't known what to do, maybe this was just help in terms of direction. If it's just showing you other resources, if this ever happens to you in your position, great. Uh, I hope it's just a lesson that people can kind of tuck in your back pocket in a healthy way um, and keep for when you need it. I think if you're a dumbass listening to this, then I hope you see yourself. If you, if you are the manager, if you are that person in a position of authority that sees and, and doesn't deal with the, the actual problem, you are the one that, is, that enables that in a work environment, that if you're not competent to do your job, then it's up to you to get an education to do it. Okay, that leads me to my other type of listener. Because we deal with a lot of these individuals who are looking for promotions and calling to ask if they're going to get a promotion. And so many times we have said or had to say as channelers to people, no, you're not going to get it and you shouldn't. You can't confront. You can't sit on uncomfortable conversations. You've never challenged yourself with conflict resolution. You have no business managing a team or people in general. Um, if you are someone, no matter what age, where you think management is something that you aspire to, as Karen mentioned, be educating yourself so that you're even qualified to step into a challenging position like this, because it is your responsibility to have health on your team. Mm-hmm. I think so many people just work their way up the ladder narcissistically because their ego says, go for it. Or they say, I want the money. Or lazily with experience and they get promoted because of seniority. Or family, mm-hmm. nepotism, whatever it is, but don't really have the skills set to be in that position. I think mm-hmm. owners are, can suffer from that. Owners of companies that just want, just had a vision of owning their own business, but not really understanding that they actually have to have the skills to manage staff yeah. and deal with people who are difficult employees. Unless you were smart enough to be a silent owner. Right. Saying, hey, I have the money, I'm going to invest, and I'm going to leave it to the experts to handle the people. Kudos. Yeah. yeah. And I also want to speak to the people who are listening that might think, oh, shit, I'm one of the enabling coworkers. Um, I don't stand up for anything. I'm the people pleaser. Um, and I would say to you, you know, there's a nice book called The Nice Girl Syndrome by Beverly Angel to help you deal with all of your people pleasing patterns. I would also say there's another book by Patricia Evans, The Verbally Abusive Relationship, to start understanding when you're seeing somebody abusing another person. Yeah, I want, okay, so I want to like coattail what you just said. I also want to say to people leverage your positions. There are a lot of people in union positions where you have a certain kind of security in your job where. There's like three or four ways that you can be fired, but you've got people standing behind you securing your spot almost no matter what. You can leverage that kind of position to go to bat for another person Mm -hmm. who doesn't have the same leverage as you. Mm -hmm. I specifically remember working for the bank at one point. I won't mention what bank. Um, And my manager, direct manager, didn't have the kind of security that tellers did or customer service representatives. I remember sitting in a meeting and they said, 
customer service reps, you can basically only get fired if you get caught stealing. And I thought, I'm going to leverage that because the managers get treated like shit oh, by upper level management. Yeah, yeah. And so it was just a goal of mine to cause a stink at every meeting, every time I saw a manager being abused. Right. Because they were in this in-between position where they were supposed to be support for people beneath them, but got shit on by the people above them. Right. And so we had these comfy positions at entry level, go figure, Yeah. where we actually had more of a voice than the managers. Mm. We could have caused a whole lot more pain by just adding a little bit of pressure. <laughs> okay. That, that is fantastic. Yeah. And that's how we're there for one another. Yeah. And I want to speak to the people who are in HR. I want to say that you above everybody had a responsibility here in this particular story. If you li- if you work in HR, mm-hmm. you fucking well better know the forms of verbal abuse. And if you don't, you better buy that book. And you better know how to ask good questions and yes. not be taking shit for face value. That's right. They should understand what narcissism is. They should understand what gaslighting looks like. They have to get that kind of education. And if they don't know conflict resolution, you shouldn't be in HR. If you don't sit comfortably in standing in front of another person and asking really good questions or catching them in a lie and confronting the lie, you shouldn't be in HR. Mm -hmm. So you should be looking for another job. Mm. It it really, some people, I know in my past, no, I should finish that sentence. Some people are not good at what they do. And I know because I had a job teaching computer software programs for a while and I wasn't good at it. Okay. And I remembered somebody saying to me one day, oh, yes, you were. And I said, no, I wasn't. And she went, oh, Karen, come on. Of course you were good at it. And I went, no, I wasn't. It's okay. It's okay for me to admit I wasn't good at something. Mm -hmm. I tried my best. I didn't really like it. I didn't push harder to learn more. I, I lost interest and I quit. But I didn't stick around and keep trying to do something I knew I wasn't good at mm-hmm. and wasn't going to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. So if you aren't going to do anything about it, get going. Don't, don't be ruining other people's lives. I think you meant get gone. Oh, get gone. Yes, get gone. Don't be, don't be in a position um, where you have so much control about around a work environment and then do nothing with that position. Yeah. Yeah. Squandering it away. That's great. Give it to someone else who can do the job or get the skills. Thank you for today's show. You're very welcome. Thanks for listening to Coffee with the Sarlos. If you enjoyed the show today, help spread the love with a like, share, or review of the podcast. See you next Saturday with a brand new episode.